welcome to another episode of The First Incision, a CMF podcast where we look at topics of the interface of faith and medicine affecting our Christian lives in today's world. I'm your host, Dr. John Greenall. Now you only need to look around our churches, CMF groups, even friendship groups to realise that Christians come from different denominations and backgrounds. How do we separate what is doctrine from what is preference? Or what is holy from what is heresy? What does unity look like? And what does it look like to disagree well? perhaps especially in our CMF setting where we're looking to be united and equipped to live and speak for Jesus. Now joining me today is the founder of our First Incision podcast who's hosted a number of these episodes and now he swapped chairs is Dr. James Howitt. Welcome James. Thank you very much John. It feels a bit weird to be on the other side of the desk here but I'm quite enjoying it. I'm looking Absolutely. forward to it. The, the, this seat is nice and warm. I'm, I'm enjoying it. This is, uh, this is good. Um, now listen, look, you, you know, you've been an associate staff worker in our student team with us for, for two years but yeah. not too long ago that changed for you. Tell us what you're up to now. So yeah, so I, um, as I was pairing being associate staff worker with, uh, with working part-time as a doctor um i've now left that and i am the head of operations for skylight church and for the skylight international network which is a uk-based uh, church network encompassing a number of churches around the uk a few kind of elsewhere in the world uh, and a number of charities as well fantastic great well it's really good to uh, to have you back today um now as i said you you, you founded this podcast Certainly and did. um yeah it's been great just to, to see it grow we're in a third uh, in a third series now um T- tell me, what were you hoping for when, when you started this off? What, what, what would you like to, to see um, from this podcast? Well, I think it really started because I, um, as part of the student team, I was coming along to a lot of uh, student conferences, a lot of national conferences, and realising that there was such an incredible wealth of uh, of experience, wealth of knowledge that was being shared at seminars and talks. And the the kind of style of just recording the seminar wrote, just wasn't, it wasn't really working. It wasn't really a good way of getting the information out. So I wanted to essentially take this, this kind of godly wisdom that people People were sharing and mine it for all it was worth and, and put it out so that it could actually be shared with more people so that you know it wasn't just people who were kind of you know paying to be at conference that could benefit from these things but actually the wider membership and and actually even people who aren't members of cmf would be able to to benefit from some of the topics that we we wrestle with and grapple with Mm. yeah brilliant well thanks so much James and um, yeah we're really well I'm enjoying listening to it and also being involved in some of them now so that's great um, and as you said th- this is really looking at some of those um, you know taking a first look at some of these issues that are the interface of, of faith and, uh, and medicine and healthcare um, and sometimes we look at issues that affect us more generally and the issue we're looking at today is one of those issues particularly given for us in an, in an organisation where we're working across denominations um, with, with Christians from different backgrounds. So I guess my first question to you would be, um, James, should we be having any disagreement at all between Christians? Yes, I mean, and it's a great question. And it's, you know, often one that said, wouldn't it be amazing if in the Christian world, if we never disagreed with one another, if the body of Christ was was fully and totally as one, that we had no issues, no hiccups uh, to derail this amazing relationship we have as, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, and there is there is kind of some some evidence for that. So I mean, Paul in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10 appeals to believers that they would agree with one another in what they say, there'd be no division, uh, that they would be perfectly united in mind and in thought. And that's on a on the issue of, of church leadership he's specifically talking about which obviously is a massive issue within the church Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know whilst there is that side of the coin actually in some ways um, to be answering my own question I think it would be quite a shame if Christians never disagreed with one another um, and I, to be honest I think it's an inevitable part of our faith that we will run into disagreements with each other mm. so I mean uh, our faith in large part is um, is based on obviously the Bible a collection of, of 66 books spanning well over a thousand years of history it was written now in a language that's very very pu- 
few people uh, speak or can read. Mm. Uh, and so when you when you take that into account, along with also we have somewhere in the region of 2.2 billion Christians across the world, thousands of cultures, millions of churches. Mm. Actually, we're not all going to be singing from the same hymn sheet about every single issue. I, and from my own experience, really, if you get four or five Christians in the same room together, they can, can find that actually they, they have quite serious disagreements about things. Absolutely. So, so there is definitely something to be said for being unified, but at the same time, I think that that Christianity um, and being a Christian, ultimately, we are going to disagree with one another. And actually, that's healthy in some ways. It's healthy for us mm. to look at some of our, our feelings and our thoughts and, and what we believe and refine them and challenge them with other people. Uh, and I found this, you know, coming from a um, coming from quite a conservative Christian background and moving into more of an evangelical church. That actually, I was having to defend some of my my beliefs not only to my non Christian friends, but actually to to other Christians and people who knew the Bible as well and often better than I did. Uh, and that can be a real a real refining kind of challenge for for us to really kind of work out what it is that we understand of the Bible and that kind of work out mm. our, our salvation with fear and trembling. I think. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I feel I should be disagreeing at this point, but uh, I'm not sure I can really. But certainly that, that does resonate. And I certainly remember um, often actually being encouraged to avoid having conversations like that. But um, actually coming across people who are thinking differently to me, um, yeah, has, has really sort of sparked my interest in this, uh, the, the value of that. So, I mean, I guess it leads on to, to the question really, what, you know, why does it matter if Christians have disagreements? Mm. Well, um, I mean, actually, most of us, we, we care. We do care about our disagreements when we boil down to it. Mm. Um, uh, and hopefully we, kind of, we can break this down further in a minute. But really, we can look at, in a, in a very kind of rough cut, two ways. So kind of primary mm. issues and secondary issues. Mm-hmm. So your primary issues are things that, uh, without which, if you took them out of the gospel, those wouldn't be the gospel. Uh, this is why organizations like CMF have a doctrinal basis, uh, why churches often have a statement of faith. Uh, and basically secondary issues are everything else Mm. Um, and kind of we need to be able to make that distinction but actually it's all too easy to find ourselves on the wrong side of these issues either way really Mm. Uh, so I mean we read in John 17 Jesus prays um, for his disciples to be unified says you know let them be one as we are one in verse 11 uh, but also then says that he prays for for truth so sanctify them by your truth and your word is truth that's verse 23 so this unity and this truth must be held in a delicate balance and there is an inevitable tension really if we're to disagree well uh, so for example if, if we don't recognize that something actually is a secondary issue uh, we will become very dogmatic we will fight our corner against anyone who disagrees with us and ultimately we sacrifice unity for our own very very pigeonholed version of the truth um, uh, some people and, and some churches will apportion themselves off into smaller and smaller sects ultimately isolating themselves from a world um, in a never-ending and and frankly unhelpful pursuit of a false purity. Mm. Uh, There certainly are issues which are very deeply important to to Christians, things like the exact um, uh, outworking of baptisms, tithing, leaderships, church structures, etc., etc. But the danger is that we are stronger when we are a body of Christ. Uh, And ultimately, if we are allowing things like secondary issues to be divisive and, and help and really we, we form our own cliques with that is that we don't spread the gospel effectively throughout the world mm. uh, conversely um, actually if we aren't able to recognize that there are primary issues there are things that we have to look at we say you know if you're going to claim to be a Christian a follower of Jesus this is something really that you need to understand and you need to to mm. be professing um, those things need to be stood up and defended. If we lose that, then we sacrifice all sense of objective truth and really actually the gospel along with it uh, in order to preserve what is ultimately a false unity um, between us. We don't do ourselves any favours uh, or anyone else if we're not preaching an honest gospel to people. Um, 
and people that, that kind of fall on this side of the fence uh, can can very much have the idea that as long as we love one another, everything else will fall into place, which very much is a half truth uh, of the gospel um, and is very much of the world as well as in the world and, and mm. isn't really any true witness at all. So it's important that we understand why we're disagreeing and what we're disagreeing on. Um, so that's really helpful. So, um, yeah, what um, you know, what things can cause disagreements between Christians then, James? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, in a very nutshell, really, literally, literally anything can cause disagreements uh, between Christians. Anyone that's ever spoken to two Christians at the same point can probably uh, can probably point to that. Uh, but but really, I mean, we're we're looking at a couple of things which which cause majority of division. Uh, the first one, obviously, is uh, is the Bible and our interpretation of the Bible. Um, I, I I love the Bible. I think it's an incredible book. Um, and for me personally, I love how uh, it, it points us to Jesus by being a book which is fully divine in its inspiration, uh, but also fully human in, in its in its writtenness and, and how it's shared, uh, and obviously the the kind of vast time uh, scale that it spans. Mm. So, the, but the problem is that biblical wisdom transcends cultures and transcends generations, and that that's what makes it remarkably powerful. But also, it makes it something that we can't totally control. Uh, and as human beings, we like to have we like to have things that we can put in boxes, uh, you know, things that we can have control over, and we get scared over things that we that we can't totally control um so i mean it, you know amongst christians even those that have agreed that the bible is the inspired you know an infallible word of god the bible as originally given at least um we can have differences on how we interpret things uh, so in some cases this can be um what's called so in the catholic church this is often called vincible ignorance um kind of the simple act of not knowing enough uh, and actually, we can we can help to remedy disagreements that happen there just by by studying a bit more or, or, or being around Christians who maybe are a bit more educated in mm-hmm. the Bible than we are who can who can share some wisdom with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even within that, there are you know we're never immune from from having disagreements. And I think really with biblical interpretation, it's important to remember that. It's authoritative as it's originally given, uh, and actually, what we have is translations, and we need to be aware of that when we're looking to interpret things. Um, that it's authoritative in that what it affirms as being right, but actually, there's plenty that's written down and recorded in the Bible that isn't right, and we shouldn't be looking and saying just because that's in the Bible automatically that's correct. Mm. Uh, it's sufficient for for what we need, but actually, it's not exhaustive. If you're you know if you're looking for the Bible to give you an answer as to whether you should have uh, you know cornflakes or or shredded wheat in the morning, then uh, you might be a bit disappointed. Oh, is it not in there? Uh, I don't think so yeah um but uh, not not that i found yet anyway um th- that it's an objective truth that it's not subjective we can't be saying you know what's what's true for you doesn't have to be true for me there That's is right. an objective truth even if we don't have a total understanding of that objective truth um and also that it is given within its historical context that we need to understand as well yeah. um and then the other the other authorities that can that can speak into our lives as christians so be they be they church teachings or, or teachings of great great leaders uh, our own reason our own conscience uh, as god speaks to us through the holy spirit and and that can kind of contemporary or special revelation as it can be termed and all of these things are are important authorities and things we can glean wisdom from but they do need to be measured and, and measured against what's written in in god's scripture and and if we're finding contradictory yeah. things and we, we really have a problem um and that i mean yeah that's just a, a kind of a set of, of things that actually once we start yeah messing with those orders yeah. that's the point where we can start to fall into disagreement i think yeah I mean, it's tremendous have that that anchor point isn't it we can go back to rather than it just all being up in the air and up for grabs absolutely yeah. um so you mentioned um you know primary and, and secondary differences yeah. um in terms of the, the types of types of disagreement but could you give us a bit more of a framework yeah. uh, by which we should approach christian disagreement with mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, although primary and secondary issues is a really good, uh, kind of helpful, very kind of cut and paste uh, way of looking at it, I think actually it can be more helpful in some ways to divide it up into four when we're thinking about how we disagree between Christians. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for, first of all, uh, you've got kind of what this is a different gospel essentially, uh, and you know whilst it's not completely uh, exhaustive as a list, uh, one Corinthians fifteen uh, verses three to eleven gives us a kind of a rough idea about what kind of things might be might be included in this kind of different gospel right. uh, yeah. list. So. Um, uh, so it's kind of Paul talking, what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Uh, Christ died for our sins, according to scripture. He was buried. He was raised on the third day, according to scripture. And he appeared to Cephas, that is Peter, and then to the twelve. Uh, and then he goes on to say, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. So whilst that's not ex- exhaustive uh, in a list of, of kind of Christian doctrine, it does show that actually there are there were things that were given of first importance within mm-hmm. the, the original church that we need to be aware of and understanding and that we need to be standing up for as well. Mm-hmm. That being said, there is, um, there is some wisdom uh, in recognizing that I think even to some degree... Uh, uh, people can disagree about primary issues and that primary issues change. Uh, and there's an interesting kind of example of this, Acts 15, 1 to 5. Um, people uh, are coming down um, to from Judea to Antioch and are teaching the believers that unless you're circumcised, uh, mm. you're not a Christian. You're you're not a, a follower of the way. And uh, and Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas go and they get a, a decision and they sort this out. But actually, this is, this is an, you know, personally, I've not considered and I don't know many Christians kind of in the 21st century that would argue that circumcision is a primary issue. Mm. Uh, but at the time, this is something that was being very hotly debated. So all Although I'm very much on the side that we need to be standing up for for biblical truth like that, we do need to just have a certain amount of wisdom of looking at things and making, you know, maybe just checking twice and making sure that what we're making primary issues are, are primary, these kind of number one issues. Right. Yeah. Um, I've gone to number two. Uh, these are things that I've uh, kind of called things. So the uh, I might not stay in this church, uh, but this isn't a different gospel. So this is what um, encompasses uh, so a lot of 1 Corinthians is kind of what this stuff is about. Like we were saying, you're on things like kind of leadership, uh, kind of women in leadership, uh, church kind of structure and hierarchy, the outworking of baptism, those kind of things. Or uh, worship. Or uh, worship. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Worship, one, absolutely. They're not the worship style in this place. Yeah. But, but So you're saying it's, it's a pre- perhaps more of a preference thing. It might be that in a different church, I may get something that fits me better but actually it's the same gospel we're not disagreeing yeah. on those those core issues of the gospel absolutely and right. i think these are the one of the really dangerous ones that can cause division because um uh these are things that actually you may not feel that you can stay in the same church or, or group of churches or, or or kind of group with with christians who think differently to you but ultimately they are still faith professing christians who believe the gospel who we should be you know first and foremost treating as brother and sister uh, and for these people i really think it's important we remember that we are ushers to the kingdom we're not bouncers we're not there to say no you're not you're not in you're not here for these kind of things mm. but actually we can get quite cliquey in our particular yeah you're absolutely right style of worship or style of leadership uh, and it's really important that we are engaging with with other christian groups who who are who are you know believing the gospel but also maybe disagree with us on these things then we've got uh, things that we'd expect disagreement with uh, within a church, but it's not a different gospel. Uh, so this is is quite nicely unpacked in Romans 14. Paul talks about um, uh, Christians who are weak and who are strong in certain areas. So um, uh, fully persuaded that in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. Uh, and this might be, I don't know, for example, um, 
uh, I'm very happy to go, you know, down the down the pub and have a pint or two, uh, you know, of an evening. Uh, but actually, I know, you know, as long as that's in moderation. But I have kind of Christian brothers and sisters who know that actually for them, that's really not something that they feel mm. that they're able to do. Um, and so would say, no, I'm not going to. And actually, for those people, particularly if there's some someone who's struggling with something like that, uh, I give up. You know, I'm. So Paul talks about it being the weak and the strong, and actually, we're all weak and we're all strong in different, different areas. areas. Yeah. Right. yeah. So so I'll I'll maybe kind of give up some of my freedom in that area to not draw someone else into into sin uh, or into something that they feel right. is sinful rather I should say um, and at the, you know at the same time there are areas that I'm I'm weak in and I'm grateful for my brothers and sisters in Christ who support me in that so these are things where we can hopefully kind of coexist within a church and just mm. be sensitive and recognize that we have differences um, and then there's there's category four the kind of things that that probably don't matter uh, so much you know like what kind of uh, what kind of pizza toppings get served at the bring and bring and share lunch you know mm. after church those kind of things do we have coffee and green cups after everything that kind of stuff mm. that that really actually we we probably need to chill out a little bit on and uh, and just you know be happy to, to agree to disagree on those things so th- those are kind of my four in the framework really and would it be fair to say that you know differences in temperament and and personality you know and, and perhaps our upbringing and you know experience contribute to perhaps that that fourth category of mm, yeah. um you know just we're different absolutely and we're we're different we come from different cultures different households and and yeah and so that that is that is part of life and actually that stuff is part of what gives life its flavor like mm. if we were all the same in that regard life i think would be incredibly dull in a lot of ways so so yeah it comes back to the idea i think disagreements in a lot of respects are actually quite helpful yeah and i think it, i remember george verrer i think it was talking about the garden and goes god looks at his garden the fences are very much those you know those primary issues but there are many different flowers of different colors and varieties and mm. Actually, is, is a, there's a great joy in having these different, you know, personalities and, and, and flavors, if you like, um, in the church. But I'll, I'll be honest, those are often the times when I disagree with people is because actually I just think that my way is better. Mm. And it's often because, you know, I'd li- I like to do things my way. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and so I think this, what I'm finding really helpful about this is just it's just helpful just to step back and say, so what are we disagreeing about? And, you know, what does what does that look like? And does this does this really matter? So I guess probably the advice I'd like today is is. As I, I'm thinking of many situations where I could do this advice. How can Christians disagree well mm. with one another? Are there any sort of tips we can use or perhaps pitfalls to avoid? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I think there's a number of things that we need to, to bear in mind when we're, when we're having disagreements. Um, so the first one is we need to be making sure that primarily that we're seeking truth. Uh, if we're going to be united in truth, we first must know the truth in order to be united in it. Uh, and we can combat this kind of invincible ignorance that I talked about earlier on uh, by reading the Bible, uh, but also being aware that the other Christian authorities are important. Special revelation and kind of conscience and Holy Spirit revealing is also important, but actually it mustn't be, those things mustn't be contradictory to to god's to god's word but also i think it's it's important to remember that we probably don't know the whole entire truth in its entirety like and i I, to be honest i think no matter how much i study god and the bible i will never know the entire truth uh this side of eternity and it's important even when we are disagreeing on on huge kind of fundamentals to to have that awareness and and self-awareness in ourselves um and just just check yourself if you're if you're going to stand up and label someone else not a christian just make sure that you're sure about what you're saying and that it's a wise thing to say and there are times when when we need to have those battles absolutely there are uh, but they should be coming from a place of of humility not from a place of arrogance mm. um so that's the first one so seek the truth right um, yep so secondly, I think it's important to remember who we're disagreeing with. Uh, so 1 Corinthians 5 verse 12 talks about not judging those outside of the church. Um, now, this doesn't mean that we should always be accepting that the worldview is okay uh, and that we 
we you know don't need to be engaged in the world at all because actually we we do and we very much need to be standing up for those who who aren't able to stand up for themselves mm. uh but what it does mean is that obviously we're going to disagree with those people who are outside of the church uh, and how we react and respond to those disagreements um can and should be from a very different place to if we're coming and saying you know kind of brother or sister in christ i really feel like you're you're wrong in this area what you're doing is wrong so we need to to be aware of who we're speaking to before we open our mouths i think and where they are and where they're coming from right yeah that's helpful um it's really really important i kind of as we touched on earlier on it's really really important to pick the the fights that you want to have and the ones that you think are important to have and the ones that you think aren't that's where i go wrong then and it's well you know and this is the same for me and and it can be a real issue um i i love disagreement and i i i love it i like to think that i don't love it just for the sake of it but i love it because it refines and it strengthens me absolutely but also there are times when uh i have disagreed with people thinking that we were going to have some kind of healthy interaction and it's actually been quite damaging for them or times quite damaging for me um because it's important to remember that as i said we are significantly stronger and effective as a body of christ when we're united um and that there are times when actually probably keeping one's mouth shut and saying nothing uh particularly on these kind of secondary issues that we've talked about is is going to be more valuable to preserve kind of overall church unity um and and unity between believers i think the bible is very clear that primarily we we are labeling each other brother and sister and that those labels kind of transcend liberal or conservative or any of the kind of very negative labels that we try and throw at one another so i think yeah picking picking your fights is really important yeah um Try not to be uh, judgmental or, or patronizing uh, to other people. So again, this comes back to what we're saying about in Romans 14, that there might be things that other Christians feel. If there's something that you feel is is okay for you, um, that is kind of, you know, within the realms of, of things that aren't perfectly worked out within the Bible, uh, and you think it's okay for you and other people don't think it's okay, don't kind of patronize them. At the same token, if you see someone doing something that you're like, I, I really don't feel like that's right for me, recognize that actually that might be an issue where, it can be right for them and not right for you and, and don't look to them in judgment uh, unnecessarily on those things. Right. It's great. That's yeah. really helpful. Um, and then the, the kind of coming down to the last few, um, make sure that you're self-aware. This kind of goes back a little bit to what I said earlier on, but don't create conflict for conflict's sake. And particularly, um, so 2 Timothy 2 verses 23, 26 is very clear on this. Uh, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know that they produce quarrels. And it, it goes on in a, in a similar way to make sure that we aren't just picking arguments and fights for the sake of it, or t- even worse, to to inflate our own sense of ego and pride and make ourselves feel bigger. Right. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And finally, I think it's important that we are engaged and well-read with people who have different opinions and different thoughts around us uh be those christians be those non-christians be they things that we um that we don't uh, possibly things that we really don't agree on um and i would encourage you know i would encourage people and i've gained a lot of benefit from reading dawkins from reading peter singer from reading peter ends who's a christian theologian that i have a lot of disagreement with but i i don't I, th- I think we shouldn't be afraid to understand where other people are coming from and other people's opinions and point of views for fear that they will somehow corrupt us. If we're in a strong kind of church structure with with kind of good godly Christians around us, it's important that we are challenged on our viewpoints so that we don't end up in an, in an echo chamber, that we really refine down what we believe the gospel is and what we're sharing with people. No, it's really helpful. And I think, you know, a lot of the research amongst those young people leaving the church, so often it's said that they, they just haven't heard, you know, a biblical case for certain issues, but actually haven't heard sort of, you know, healthy disagreement, mm. um, w- even within the church. And that's been a factor in them, in them leaving the church. So that's really helpful, um, uh, for me. And certainly I think for, for a lot of people who are listening to this. So that's great. Thank you, James. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
is it's a particular take home message just as we draw to a close you might like to, to, to finish off with yeah so I mean I'd, I'd like to actually finish with a um, with a with a quote from N.T. Wright and you, you obviously you use the word heresy in the beginning of the um, of the, the kind of introduction to the talk and this is a, a quote that I think deals with this really well so N.T. Wright says the greatest heresies do not come about by straightforward denials most of the church will see through that they come about when an issue which maybe may even be important but isn't central looms so large that people cannot help talking about it debating it and fixating on it as if it were the only thing that matters mm. oh and, wow yeah that's very prescient that's very good absolutely yeah. and i and i and i love that i think it's so important this idea that often we take a you know a kind of what we what we can label as heresy can actually be someone trying to understand and and struggle with with the gospel and with a particular message and we need to be mm. comfortable with the fact that people will take time to work these things out and that they might stray into some negative ideas or ideas that we disagree with because they're not quite there yet and then we need to help them on that journey but that that journey is okay but yeah that we need to recognize that there are lots of of things which we may hold very very strongly to uh and that, that actually may be true but when we make them the only truth mm-hmm. rather than a part of the whole truth actually we we separate ourselves from our brothers and sisters and we we diminish the gospel um so i i would you know finish with my with my kind of statement that it is incredibly important that we recognize what our primary issues in faith are and that we defend those kind of to the hilt, uh, but also that we need to try and keep that list as small as is reasonably possible to m- maintain that kind of uh, that tension between unity and truth. So helpful. Thank you so much, James. And just to finish, any, any sort of resources or any, anywhere else we can go to, um, to to find out more about this? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, realistically, I don't have a particular resource that I would necessarily recommend apart from to say um go and read something that you think you'll disagree with go and listen to someone that you think you'll disagree with um uh one one thing that actually i found really really useful and really helpful there's a uh, a podcast on spotify called god only knows uh which is a uh which is a a christian interviewing uh, non-christians and and getting very different perspectives very different understandings of uh resurrection of heaven of hell of how they see the world and how they see god and uh, it's it's done in a very good way, and, and it's not in a judgmental or, or challenging way, but actually it's incredibly um, uh, incredibly helpful to understand where other people who fundamentally disagree with us are coming from. Uh, and I think that allows us to to broaden. You know, everyone has an opinion, but not all opinions are equally valid or equally correct. But to broaden our understanding of other people's opinions, so that we aren't afraid of disagreement, because we really understand what it is that we believe and why we believe it. Brilliant. Well, that's that's great. Again, thanks so much for for, for joining us, James, and uh, for all your work um, on the podcast. Oh, thanks very much for having um, me. It's been lovely year. to sit on this side of the uh, this side of the desk. Uh, it's been great. No, thank you so much. Well, yeah, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed that, and uh, we look forward to to being with you in a couple of weeks' time for another episode. Mm-hmm.